0: Natural beauties, thank you for tuning into our Clean Beauty Over Coffee podcast. Today's episode is a special one to us as we dive into a growing trend, waterless beauty. I'm Rosie. I'm Marie.
1: And I'm Doris. And we are your Clean Beauty Over Coffee hosts. So grab your coffee and let's chat.
0: Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. So what is
1: waterless beauty exactly? So the term itself is self-explanatory. It's lacking water. But what it means in terms of beauty products is the process of not adding any additional or fresh purified water into the formulations. Now keep in mind that there is no such thing as 0% water in a product. Uh, Really what it's referring to in in most cases is water being used for just about everything else in the process. Uh, Most of what surrounds you right now is in this precise moment requires water in its life cycle process. Arguably water is required for at least three times in sourcing, manufacturing, or the disposal uh, process of a product. Recycling requires a lot of water too. So the waterless trend really started picking up in industries such as oil and gas, printing, textiles. Those industries really started looking into the processes of not using water in the way they were were making their products or processing things. And it has really become a game changer in those industries, but it is slowly but surely making its way into the cosmetic market, the beauty sector. According to Maximize Market, they did a research The report says that the waterless cosmetic market was valued at a $9.5 billion back in 2021. And the total waterless cosmetic revenue is expected to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 12.2% from 2022 to 2029, reaching almost $23.86 billion in the market. Wow. That is amazing. I mean, it is a trend that is is actually growing uh, pretty quickly. It has become a huge trend. One one of the reasons why it has become a huge trend, it's because of the technological developments and the advancements in manufacturing waterless products. It, there's a large growing number of consumers who are now uh, demanding more sustainable and eco-friendly products, and that's making... Quite a big difference you know people are becoming more aware more involved in what's in their products so people are becoming more concerned and more aware of labels what's in their product what goes into making them and um, therefore you know it makes a big difference in how much water or lack thereof is in their products
0: so then what's in it for you exactly why is waterless skincare so good for you
1: First of all i would say the concentration of
2: active ingredients there is a huge difference between your waterless product and the product that has added water when it comes to the amount of active ingredients the one that contains water basically may have the same amount of active ingredients but they're diluted with water so what you put on your skin is less concentrated for instance if you take a product that is aloe vera based that means that It's not mainly water, it's aloe vera juice, which is the aloe vera water. It's an extract of aloe vera, and aloe vera, the plant itself, contains over 75 constituents, which are compounds like enzymes, amino acids, fatty acids, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, folic acid, and so many more. So your liquid base your water is really enhanced it's not just purified water unlike the products that have added water and this is very important when it comes to what you feed your skin products usually contain hyaluronic acid which the reason is that hyaluronic acid can take up to 1000 times its own weight in water and retain it under the skin in this case you take vitamin enhanced water and retain it under the skin so your skin is fed all these things without the added water so lots of water in your skincare also is not really good for your skin because it tends to evaporate and it evaporates together with the skin's natural oils well that is when you have hyaluronic acid it retains the water under the skin because hyaluronic acid is a humectant but it definitely is an urban myth. People with oily skin think that they should use more water. They wash their faces constantly, they fragilize their skin barrier, they strip it from its oil and all the good stuff and that definitely does not help the oiliness because that causes the skin to produce a lot more oil actually. So all in all, waterless products are better for oily skin than water-based products. And also, when it comes to water-based products, they require a lot of chemicals and preservatives because bacteria grows in water. Mm-hmm. So if you have water in your in your products, you need to add some chemicals to reduce bacterial growth. Mm-hmm. And all these chemicals that prevent bacteria from growing they're carcinogenic they cause endocrine disruption and then you wonder why your hormones are going (laughs) crazy well (laughs) that's the reason so i have a quote here by the ceo of claresonic and he says water can be a great thing but it increases the risk of contamination as bacteria need water to flourish that's uh mr rob acreage phd i totally agree with that So as long as you have the addition of chemicals that keeps the bacteria from growing, however, it definitely adds stuff that you don't want to your skin and your bloodstream. Therefore you don't get the full benefits of each ingredient that you have in your skincare. For instance, the molecular formula of the Vilao serums is specially designed to penetrate very deeply and nourish your skin from the hypodermis outward, basically from within outward and this way it tackles your skin's issues from the base rather than just
1: superficially well i'm, I'm amazed to know about like the oily skin you know because you constantly keep washing 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 thinking you're fixing or you're, or you're kind of giving some kind of relief but you're kind of making it worse instead
0: yeah it's definitely an urban myth Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i can see how water-based skincare would be better for younger people for example that do have oilier skin Mm -hmm. but with that said how much water is in that product is what's concerning and also again as we said with water come chemicals yeah yeah
2: so
1: maybe in this case like for example somebody or most of us have Um, like a combination skin where Mm -hmm. some areas tend to be oilier than others and some of them tend to be drier than others I believe that maybe a waterless product would be more beneficial because it'd be more balanced Mm -hmm. where it gives you the nutrients in the drier areas where you need it and also control the oily areas more because you're not adding more water therefore that part of the the face is not creating more oils
0: Mm-hmm. makes sense I mean, it, may,
1: it would make more sense to me
0: yeah and it makes sense especially if you're talking in terms of natural waterless skincare mm-hmm. because your body absorbs what it needs and it discards the rest exactly so yes. for uneven tones like that on your skin that would make perfect sense yeah i also think that as long as
2: you're applying a skincare that contains for instance like we talked about aloe vera it's not entirely waterless but your skin can get its activated water uh, yes like vitamin water drinking water
1: water for your skin yes it's nourishment
0: yeah with different enzymes and stuff that makes it better for that type of water to penetrate your skin than just water as well Mm
1: -hmm. so why are so many products made with so much water
0: well unfortunately water is a very cheap filler and a vast majority of cosmetics brands in north america contain anywhere between 35 to 95% water in a product. 95%, I know, blows my mind. But water helps make products more malleable and soft and they look more aesthetic. Water-based products seem cheaper on the market, but in reality, you're paying for more water versus a waterless product that contains all active ingredients without being diluted, which gives your skin the full benefits of each ingredient that in the end gives you long lasting results without any added chemicals. So what you're seeing on the market more often than not is something that's like, what, 95% water. So it gives you the illusion of a bigger bang for your buck. But in actuality, it's not.
1: So why don't more people make waterless products then?
0: Well, the major factors that are expected to constrain the market growth during the forecast period are the rising cost of products and increasing cost of research and development activities in the market.
1: And That makes sense because it's an emerging market. There's people want to see, okay, does this really work? How does it work? How is it being made? A lot of questions up in the air still.
0: Yeah, and with those answers comes more money into that research, which eventually should make it more affordable.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, so how does that help the environment? Well, going waterless helps in three primary ways. So it reduces water waste and that, in the end, avoids us contributing to the global water scarcity epidemic. So fresh water in itself is a growingly limited resource as it covers only 3% of our planet. But of that 3%, we can only access 1%, which is kind of crazy considering the planet is 70% water. Right? Just not the kind of water that we need. Yeah. And then one fourth of the world lives in economic water scarcity, which means that one fourth of the world's countries lack the basic infrastructure to extract potable water for its people. And then one fifth of the world lives in physical water scarcity, which, which is kind of insane. One fifth of the world. Uh, The second reason that it's helpful to the environment is that it reduces packaging needs by reducing the actual physical surface area of product packaging. So with less water, you have concentrated smaller products, which actually when you consider the billions of units that are being produced is a lot, a lot of waste. So because it's more concentrated, basically it's smaller. It's smaller and therefore reduces landfill as well Mm -hmm. also the the amount you
1: use has to be less you probably don't require as much product
0: yeah because when you're seeing the effects immediately whereas Mm -hmm. with water it's probably a little slower
1: Mm. yes it it might take a little bit more applications to get the same results yeah than you would with a more essence Mm
0: -hmm. you know yeah and then the third reason waterless beauty reduces or removes the needs for chemicals which reduces chemical contamination in nature. And that's what we're seeing, for example, with the Great Barrier Reef and sunscreen. Sunscreen also does have a lot of water, but a lot lot of chemicals as well. And we're seeing the bleaching of the coral reefs and animals dying. There's toxic chemicals and these things that may not affect us as fast as they affect animals or plants. So that's another huge contributor to environmental safety with Waterless Beauty. We're seeing some places, too, that um, do require that
1: people use only certain types of SPF or sunblock. Mm -hmm. I know in Cancun there are some places that you have to have a specific uh, eco-friendly sunblock that you can use because they want to protect the environment and the, the ocean and all the animals in the ocean
2: yeah that's awesome that should be the rule for everywhere mm-hmm. yeah if only we had thought
1: of that yeah but a lot a of, couple of you know, years ago <laughs> it is an emerging again it, it's an emerging issue that more people are becoming aware of and everybody seems to be pitching in not just you know like i said it started with the printing oil and gas textile industries those were the most common but now it's spilling over into clean beauty and like i mentioned you know there are some parks, for example, Escaret in Cancun, you know, they tell everybody that comes in, we have to check and see what sunblock you're using. And if it's not good for the environment, you can't bring it in, you know, because they look after it's a natural park. So they look after the animals.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people are trying to preserve water in a million different ways, like off the water while they're brushing their teeth reducing oh, yes. their shower time so everyone knows water is a precious resource to protect and now we're getting creative with the ways we can do that which is like we're talking about now beauty as well yeah there wasn't a thing at
1: all a few years ago No, Mm -hmm. last summer though, we had the water companies were sending out messages constantly, please try to reduce the amount of water that you're using per day because the summer was so excruciating hot. Here in Texas, yes. Here in Texas, yes, and we saw the effects where in some countries, that is a daily normal routine. They cut off the water system for three to four hours a day and it has
0: become part of their thing. Mm -hmm. So going waterless has a trickle down effect in a bunch of different aspects. But with all that said, it is not the cure to water scarcity, but it's a really great step in the right direction. So how can we better understand the ingredients? We have to learn to read labels. That's, I think, first step. Products
2: that contain water are clearly labeled and given the way beauty and skincare labels work, the first ingredient that you will see on your list is the one that you have the most of in your product. So usually they will label aqua or water according to the company. There is no clear rule on that. That will be usually the first ingredient and then all the others, as you have less and less quantities in your product. I personally prefer brands that label their products a little bit more clearly to me, which is in a layman spelled out way. I don't understand anything chemical, so when they but some sort of multisyllable word that I can't pronounce at all. I don't know what that is, but it's a growing trend of companies labeling their ingredients by their normal names. Like if you, have, if you have lavender essential oil, that's what it will say. If you have aloe vera, that's what it will say. It's not any Latin technical names that you don't understand. And I feel like this is a great thing because it empowers customers to make the right decision about their skin. You can read it, you can understand it, you can make the right decision. Okay, first ingredient, water. No, not for me.
0: Yeah, so if you're gonna be doing your research on skincare and you are trying to avoid something that's super highly concentrated with water, make sure you check the positioning of the ingredients on that label. And if you don't really care too much about the water, then look for a product that has water that's in the middle or lower end of the list. And also check the preservatives that they have used
2: because of that water, which is usually some sort of harsh chemical that Mm -hmm. eh, you may not
0: want. That wraps up our Waterless Beauty Podcast. Now for the clean beauty over coffee DIY freebie. Today, it is the Waterless Perfume Balm. First, place a tablespoon of organic beeswax pastilles in a small glass bowl. Place that bowl in the top of a double boiler and bring the water to a boil. Stir the beeswax gently until it's melted, then remove it from the heat. Stir in one tablespoon of your carrier oil of choice, that can be coconut oil, sweet almond oil, avocado oil, or whatever you prefer. Then stir in about eight to 10 drops of your essential oil fragrance preference. Personally, mine is a combination of jasmine and a gardenia oil. However much it takes, depends on how strong you want your fragrance to be and how strong you like your perfume to be. Experiment until you find the right amount for your scent. And then when you're done with that, pour it into a little container with a lid and let it sit until it turns solid. Thank you all so much for tuning in to our Clean Beauty Over Coffee podcast today where we discussed a growing beauty trend that's here to stay, waterless beauty products. We learned that waterless skincare is great for your own skin's benefit as well as your entire body, internally by preventing the penetration of harsh chemical ingredients into your body and into our natural ecosystems. Going waterless is environmentally conscious as well as it reduces the waste of our growingly precious resource water and reduces the plastic and packaging waste. Follow us on Instagram at Vilao underscore nature and our Facebook page Vilao nature to keep up with our podcasts and to learn more about clean and waterless beauty. See you all in two weeks and have a lovely Thursday. Cheers.